0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: This is uh, Jay Harwood's latest edition of amazing Mets conversation with my longtime friend Pat Hamlin, senior VP of communications for my favorite football team, the New York football giants. Pat, you want to make you feel old? combined, you and I have over 80 years of experience in 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 pro sports, It's we scary. should open up
0: something, right? It's scary. How, how about this? And I know you know this. I replaced. I, I, I've been at the Giants for thirty years. I replaced Ed Krope, who, who had been at the Giants for twenty eight years. For so for the last, for better or for worse, for the last sixty years, the New York Giants have had two heads of PR,
1: which is. That's it goes the stability of everything, you yes. know. But, Pat, you know I'm a gigantic Giant fan, a Jack Act Mets fan. You're, of course, a Giant Giant fan. Have you always rooted for the Mets? I know we go back. I mean, we,
0: at, at birth. No, no. <laughs> I I grew up in the D.C. area. I grew up. Mm-hmm. I grew up within ninety minutes of Washington and Baltimore. So I grew up a. Washington at that time they were the Redskins a Washington football team fan right and a Baltimore Oriole fan so and and when i was growing up the Orioles of course played the Mets in the World Series right yes, what, year, what what year was that
1: 1969
0: yeah okay so anyway so that no that was my background everybody thinks because i'm from Pennsylvania uh, that I was either a Steelers or an Eagles fan growing up. Well, I was three hours from each of those cities. I was only nine, 90 minutes from Washington and Baltimore, so those were my teams growing up, and the Washington Senators in the National League.
1: How did we first meet, Pat?
0: Listen, I was going to first of all, isn't this amazing that two guys that can barely use their cell phones are talking to each other via this medium, right? Uh, It's crazy. I got to be honest with you. I was not a good pandemic person because I never, ever got used to talking to a screen, right? right? Some people adapted to it just like that, and I'm still not used to it.
1: So No, I'm, uh, people have to help me. I can't tell you, once I drive my IT guys crazy here because you have to have a password to get into the computer. So I switch off from every giant, Bookie Bolin, Greg Larson, uh, Bavaro, Taylor, um, Phil I even threw a Bobby Clatterbook at him. <laughs> <laughs> but I drive, I drive them crazy because all my passwords are all giants and I forget Daryl Des, uh, you know, <laughs> Joe Mars. I mean, I, I don't remember what my Apple. But I said, well, my Apple password is an old giant, but can you can't we, re- you can't remember which
0: one. Now let, me, I ask, can't one. let me ask. You,
1: remember which one? Let me ask
0: you something. Yes, how, sir. How many How many of these podcasts have you done?
1: What I'm trying to do, Pat, is not to do just the 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 the, the old men place. Trying to branch out a little bit. People, I have I can talk to. Without looking at notes, people have a relationship with. That's why you know you and I go back a long way, and you know uh, you know it's easy to talk to you better. But I, I remember was it was it the 2000 Super Bowl? Was that the first time we met, or, or maybe
0: or, or, it could it could have been? You you, you I, were in Tampa, obviously, right? Yeah,
1: I and I made one of my big mistakes before the game. I I invited um, Strahan, Tiki, and Kerry Collins came to the game. And I mistakenly put Kerry Collins' number is twelve on the uniform, but it was five, right? Yes, five. Correct. So yes. I, had to, I had to get him. A, I had to get him another uniform. So I, I but, think.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, he, they they came they came to a Mets game.
1: Came to the game. Yeah. Pat, yeah. Now let me just all over the place. Are you surprised at the conglomerate that Eli's become now? You know, I always saw him as a quiet guy. and his brother Peyton was doing all this stuff. But are you surprised where he's become? No, (laughs) I mean a a little bit, but clearly,
0: clearly he was saving it for for once he was done playing. Listen, what isn't he doing? But now you have to understand that family is is pretty impressive, but across the board, right? And he is. uh, he is a, a chip off the old block, but he's uh just like as a player uh he's his own guy like he and peyton uh, uh or you're comparing apples and oranges except with with one notable exception they're both incredible competitive right one of them though wears it on his sleeve, and the other one eli you can't you you don't want to play poker with him, right because you don't know what the hell he's thinking, but you don't know what his mood or his emotion is. But I can tell you this, it, as much as uh, Peyton wears his competitiveness on his sleeve,
1: Eli has the, he has the same temperament. You just don't see it. Uh, what I always really worried about Eli's interviews was, was, win or lose, you couldn't tell. You know, he would be there, and he wouldn't give you a whole lot, but he would give you enough. Would be, how did you... Who was it working with impact when we first drafted him,
0: Right. I said to him, I said, listen, Mm-mm. you come from a, a family that knows this business inside and out. You have plenty of people that are going to advise you on how to handle things. If you need advice, I'm not going to be another voice in your ear. I'm going to watch everything you say, everything you do. And if you need something from me, all you got to do is ask. Right. So right off the bat, I told him, you have a, enough voices and enough resources on how to navigate your professional life, especially when it comes to the media. And I said, so I'm not going to I'm not going to add to the mix, but I'll be clearly. Obviously, I'll be a resource for you if you need it. And, uh, you know, what did he play? 15 years? Or, right, right, and
1: never got yeah. Mark Never
0: was on a DL one time, right? right? <laughs> exactly. But my, my point is, is in all that time, maybe two or three times, did we really have to have a conversation about how to how to handle something? Right? And it.
1: Can right? I ask? How was he when? Not to bring up something. I mean, when when he got benched,
0: yeah, he was he wasn't a happy camper, right? And and. Uh, but he handled it with his typical class and dignity. Uh, but it, it, in his own understated way, he made sure that people knew he was pissed off about w- what had just occurred, right? And so, it, it, yeah, sorry, no, the, here. and that's the way you always handle it. here Here's the other thing, Jay when we uh, so when we lost on Monday. First of all, right after the game, win, lose, or draw, he was always there, right? But when we lost the game <clears throat> on Monday, when we opened the locker room up to the media, he would always be there. If we won, he wouldn't be there because he'd want his teammates to do the talking, right? But if we lost, he felt an obligation to stand at his locker and talk. Do you know was
1: like that, too? David Wright the exact yes. same way. He hated talking about himself, too, but when he he always took the bullet when we we lost 12 to 1, 14 to 1. When I got that to the locker room, I could always count kind of number 5 being there every time. Well, that's that, that that and that's what leaders do,
0: right? That's what leaders do. let listen, listen. If we lose, it's on me. If we win, it's because of everybody else in the room. And that's how they. That's how they demonstrate that. But that's what leaders do.
1: Michael Strahan. I mean, talk about a guy who is a over the place. Yeah,
0: you, you know what? You talk about Eli and what he, what he has become, and Strahan. You know, he he led the way of this current generation of giants. And of course, you've been around long enough to remember what the Frank Giffords and the Pat Summeralls and those right. guys did. Yeah, you, you right. know, you've been. Through generations, the way our players have capitalized on being in the New York market in terms of their post-playing careers has been phenomenal. You know, we've got Tiki now who just got a new,
1: and show a new promotion, day, right? And, you know, you know, and I mean, Australian could be on shows with two two different channels. You know, and, you know, and yeah, and guess what?
0: He he has a piece of the action on all those shows, right?
1: But you know what I like about him? I, I like his loyalty. Even when he's on Fox, he lets his fandom go. He's not afraid to say he was rooting for the Giants. He goes, give gives pep talks to the team. You know, I mean, I saw you had last week, you had uh, you know, Coach Parcells and, and Michael were out there. I like the fact that he's gotten big, but like, he hasn't forgotten his roots. Not you know? right. and, yeah. And we did Grammy. Is he good with you, Pat? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah
0: no, he he. he listen, he, he's all he's always been good. Now, when he was playing, he had his ups and downs with the media. I remember a couple of instances. I do, I do. But but he, obviously, he grew through all that to become the successful businessman and media mogul that that he is now. So, Pat,
1: you know what? You and I are a lot in different. Ways. I think we both have the personal approach. I did. I read a couple, a couple of weeks ago Tom Conklin's book, and he gave you credit uh, for he could always go to you. I mean, I, I try to do it with my managers to not be overbearing and give some advice. And you had a special relationship with Coach Conklin. Well, l- l- listen,
0: and you, you, you and I would agree on this. We're we're in a people business, right? right. And, and in our roles we have we have to establish trust in the relationships first of all you have you have to bring a little something to the table right you bring more to the table than i than i do but you gotta you you gotta bring something to the table you have to establish a trusting relationship and the, the people that we work with have to know that we're doing our job right and so it's all about people at the Giants it starts with the mayors and the tishes, and it filters all the way through the organization which by the way, just like your place, our place in 30 years that I've been there has probably quadrupled in terms of the number of people that work within the organization we'll pass <laughs> no, no. hey, don't get me started on that but anyway, yeah. but anyway, it, the fact it still, if you're going to be successful, the, the one common thread that has to continue to run, through, regardless of how many people you bring into the company, it's got to be about the people. It's got to be about relationships, right? And it's got to be about hiring good people and allowing them to do, to do their job, right? And so when when you work with listen, it, managers and head coaches you there's not many more stressful occupations than that. And so they've got to have people that they can rely on and trust to give them to be honest with them and give them sound advice when they need it. Right. But. You know, I, I'll never forget Tom Coughlin said to me one time that Bill Walsh had said to him that. You know, when you're sitting in the big chair, there's nobody to make you laugh. Right. Like nobody, nobody comes in just to bullshit with you and and make you laugh. Right. And he said, "Uh, who's going to make me laugh? I said,
1: here he is. That was my role, too, Pat. I I understand. My calculation, you work with seven Head coaches, I think, maybe.
0: Often Listen, over the course of the last few years, that number that number jumped.
1: I was Do you, sto- I was I, I with 14 to 15 managers in my time. Yeah. And I thought it always very sad. And the people outside don't understand that you you and I build relations with these guys when you have to let it, when Willie Randolph gets fired, when Terry Collins gets fired. It hurt me to have a conversation with him. I'm sure you were the same way with you know, when the Joe judges and
0: when McAdoo, Pat Shermer, Joe Judge, when when those guys get fired, right there, listen, when Tom Coughlin left and those other guys got dismissed, you have. Survivor's guilt. Right. And you look yourself in the mirror. And you feel guilty. Which you've, you've done them. differently, right? Yeah, exactly. You feel like you let them down, right? Because you have great... No question. First of all, they're good at what they do. They're good people. And they work their asses off. And now you're looking at yourself. And those poor sons of guns are out the door. And you're looking in the mirror. You're still here. And you're asking yourself, what the
1: hell could I have done and the public doesn't get that part of it. The, the people, the fans, don't get that part no, of it. You no, know. I'm with you. You see, you hire a new coach, to you know, great coach of the year. You never been a head coach, I'm sure. Did, he came to you a lot. What's the New York market a lot? My market about. And did you was he receptive to some of the stuff you said? Yeah, but he he is. Uh,
0: he, here here's one thing, and, and I'm sure you've used this line a thousand times the first thing you tell people you work with who are going to be dealing in the public eye is you have to be yourself you can, don't try to don't try to be anybody else okay and and daves is that he is himself when he's dealing with the media he's been he's been in the game and it has really been a student you know what impresses me is how somebody like daves prepares for this moment, right? And you can tell that he prepared, he knew he was going to get his shot or he, at least he believed he was going to get his shot at some point. And for years, he was preparing himself for that moment. And and it showed, right? The way he handled the team, the way he handled the media. Uh, you can tell he was a student of his profession, and and by the way, his profession today is not the same as what it was even ten years ago. No his, question. his 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 end of the business has changed dramatically, right? And so, but but we're we're very we're fortunate in that you know Joe Shane, our general manager, and Daves had a prior relationship before they got here, right? And so. That they arrive at the Giants with a common vision, a co- you know a common objective, a common way of going about things. And I'll be honest, uh, it's rare to see a GM and a head coach who are so aligned in in that way. Right? There's always, you know, when, when you have two people who've never worked together, right, who come together and work in those positions. You know, there's a real feeling out process about how to go about things. Well, we're fortunate; these two guys showed up, and they didn't—they they didn't have to go through a feeling out process because they
1: knew—they knew each other, right? And they had worked with each other. Basically, we have our speak training. How are your seasons divided up? I mean, with the OTAs and rookie camps, just give me a quick synopsis. now the there's not. It, l- listen. <clears throat> I don't want
0: to sound like old Fuddy Duddy, but when I first got in this business back in the in the NFL back in the late '80s, the season would end. There would be no chatter about the NFL or or the team until right before the draft. You know, now we have mock drafts for six, six for six weeks, leaving up to the the first mock draft when I started that you would see would be on the more it'd be in the newspaper on the morning of the draft would be a mock draft right and and then we'd have the draft and then we'd have a little rookie mini camp, and then we'd be it'd be silence again for a couple months until we had a mini camp right in june and then then china camp now it is one continuum of activity right so Listen, the players get a couple months off right after the season. Then they come back for voluntary workouts, right? And we we were fortunate that almost all of our players were here throughout the whole spring. Uh, and it's a progressive, the offseason is progressive. You go from strength and conditioning for a couple of weeks to doing some limited on field work to doing a little less limited on field work. And then you have your, uh, Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro recharge kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.
1: Pat, tell me, how did you handle the Daniel Jones thing? When he came here, you know, well-spoken young man, a giant, some that didn't, why was he dripped so high? And all the press comments I've had, he's never misspoke, always said the right thing, you know, even-keeled, and now got himself a nice contract, and, uh, you know, hopefully keep going in the playoffs next year. Listen, he
0: he he's like, and I know when we first drafted him, people wanted to point out the similarities in terms of personality and that kind of thing with Eli. And sometimes that's overblown. But the fact of the matter is, is he is a lot like Eli in terms of just having a basic instinct on how to handle himself, right? And and honestly, even though in the world we live in now, you can't completely ignore the outside noise. It's impossible to do. I think that he has trained himself to to do that right. And and he had that when he got here. He he was not he was not going to be affected by you what know, people on the outside.
1: No. Pat, I've been a giant fan since 1958. I go back to. At Allen, the horse and meet you running at me in section 17 when we lost to the Colts in overtime. For me, then my greatest moment is I mean, it was the, the 17-14 game against the Pats. Burrows in the corner. I was sitting in uh, in in Phoenix. corner right by my side. I mean, is that one or two? Is it, you have a different game or is that your game? Two? Oh my gosh! It,
0: well, it's hard. It, it's hard to beat that game when you're when you're going in against a team that's going to, for history, uh, to be 18-0. and, 0. and it, But, as you well know, we played them in the final regular season game. 38-35. Yes, on, on, on Saturday night in Giant Stadium. And to a person, our players walked off that field that night. It was okay,
1: right,
0: they, they, they said, listen, if we get these sons of guns again, we will get them. The next time so we, we we came even though we got beat and it was a hell it was if if you didn't really care who won or even if you did it was a entertaining football game right and it, it was it was a shootout which of course the super bowl ended up being the exact opposite of that
1: you know what gets lost in history to the uh, the 21 17 game uh a couple of years later I remember Manningham's catch along the sideline. You know, I, I mean, I forget with two minutes. It was really late in the game, yes. right? I mean, but that that catch kind of gets overlooked. Um, in, in, you in, sound in
0: like you, you sound like Darius Slayton for whatever reason. I happened to be looking at Twitter yesterday, and yeah. he Darius Slayton said exactly, what, and, and he's right. Like everybody talks about what a great throw it was, and it was a tremendous throw. The catch was, every time you watch it, it's it's still amazing, right? I mean, he's got people bearing down on him, and he's got to keep his feet in bounds, right, and catch the ball. And it, it was a hell. And, of course, those guys on the Patriots' sideline were all, all waving incomplete.
1: Well, no, it wasn't. It was complete. And in the helmet play with Tyree, for me, the fact that Eli was able to stay up and not get down, you know, and, Catch a great catcher. It was a just a great game. And, well, you know uh, what? You, you, what I love about that play
0: is when Eli and his offensive linemen are talking about it, and uh, Eli's pointing fingers at everybody who missed the block or <laughs> on that play. But yeah, no, he was. He's got eight, Eli has some athletic ability.
1: Yeah, I mean, people say. I mean, I don't know when he comes up for the Hall of Fame, but. I mean, just those two late drives, and you know, I mean, they to me that would guarantee him a lock. What's your feeling on? I know you, you keep you you're know, preaching,
0: all. you're you're preaching to the choir. You're preaching to the choir. I don't, I don't know what the, I don't know what the numbers are, but I gotta believe that every quarterback that is a two time Super Bowl MVP is in the Hall of Fame, right?
1: But, 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 Patsy, so I mean, you excited about this year? I mean, yes. Uh,
0: yeah, very much so. We we had we had a good offseason. We had a, another good draft. Uh, we added a lot of key pieces in free agency, and and the most important thing is we have a fa- with Joe Shane and and Dave's. We have a foundation place that we can that we can build on, right? And uh, but I love Dave's approach because last year doesn't mean anything but the foundation is still there, right? The foundation, the most important thing about last year, listen, making a playoffs for the first time in several years was important. But the, the biggest thing is that the foundation has been laid to continue to progress and build. So yes.
1: I want to thank you for helping me get an upgrade for years. I've been going to the game and I got tired of people standing up in front of me. So you put me in touch. Right, right now I'm the, Fifty. I mean, you know, I don't do a lot of traveling. Pat. I don't go to Europe. Well, I went to Europe. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa! I, 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 I was starting to make notes about the
1: games I know you had been to on the road. I spent to Chicago and in, in Europe. I was going to go was against the card you no know, Arizona. I forget what it was. I was just going to go to watch a game and come back. And my friends, you can't go to London and not do anything. Just, so they convinced me. I we spent eight eight days in Paris and Normandy. But I did see the King. They made me go. I was having a two day trip, go to the game, and come back. But it, you know, but but and I that was, you
0: know, that, that was Linda uh, Barber and Mark that said no, no, no.
1: Yes, right. yes, yes. We've
0: been,
1: we've been we've been all over. But uh, I'm excited about to see you. I'm excited about our friendship. Uh, and, uh, you know, I hope to see you soon. Always but sitting for you before you get crazy.
0: It, it's an it's an honor. And the reason I asked you about how many podcasts you've done. Is I'm wa- I'm wondering if this isn't the last one because you scraped the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> Pat, listen,
1: this this thing. When I I don't like to look down on my you nose. Know, how many home runs did he hit? I'd like to do these things with friends, people I could BS with, tell stories about. That's what you know. They don't want to hear Donald Stober hit 22 home runs. They want to talk about you know the the other stuff. You know what we're doing. And this is what I enjoy doing, talking about Giants football. But if you I hope nobody from the Mets is listening, but if you walked into my house, you would think I worked for the football giants. I have pictures of Bill Parcells, Eli, Michael Stray, and I have the catch. I have a Frank Gifford picture. Uh I have a Charlie Coward picture. Can you see that picture? Can you see that? I can't wait.
0: It Super Bowl forty two, the victory victory formation. And it's ha- it's hanging over the kitchen table. You know, most most people have, like, religious figures, or beautiful portraits. <laughs> this is...
1: <laughs> you know, one of my benefits of being a, 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 a Met and Giant fan, I struck up a little bit of a relationship with Coach Parcells. Uh, I did a podcast with him uh, a year ago. I used to see him all the time in Jupiter with, I guess, Belichick and all those guys hung up there. But, you know, Bill Parcells knows his baseball. He can tell you who the starters are running the 54 Giants, but.
0: Thank you. All right, Jay. And you're the best, Pat. I enjoy it. It's an honor.